0: tuning in to the first episode of Shorewood Public Library's new podcast, The Shorewood Stacks. I'm Lisa Quintero, young adult librarian. I've been working at the Shorewood Public Library for five years, and as such, I work at both the adult and youth services desk, so many of you have probably seen me around.
1: Hi, my name is Nick Barron. I'm a Shorewood Library patron. I have assisted with programs like volunteering at the Summer Celebration and running various tabletop game programs.
0: So on this podcast, we are going to be covering news as to what's going on with the library. We're also gonna be talking about what we've been reading, listening to, or watching. Uh, We'll talk about upcoming virtual events that the library has planned, and we will answer some frequently asked questions that we've been getting via email. Um, So to start off with the news, What has the library been doing the last three weeks, you may be wondering? Well, uh, clerks, librarians, and our administrative assistant have been doing election work processing absentee ballots, getting them out to residents of Shorewood, and also processing them as they return. Uh, We also all were working the polls on April 7th. Uh, Our director has been meeting with both the library and village representatives to figure out the next steps in what Uh, we're going to be doing in these unprecedented times. Uh, The rest of us librarians have been working from home. We've been brushing up on our reading to be ready for recommendations when we're all able to safely return to the library. Many of us have been learning new things and exploring options to better connect with our community, like this podcast. Be sure to keep an eye on our website, Facebook, and Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at Lib for general events, and on our Tumblr, which is shorelibteens.tumblr.com, and our Instagram, which is SPLTeen, for teen events from the stacks. Before we get into what Nick and I have been reading, I'd like to talk a little bit about our digital platforms a little bit. Each week, we'll be discussing some materials that the library only owns in physical form, uh, but we'll also be discussing materials that the library owns digital copies of. These digital materials can be accessed via the Hoopla or Libby app, and we'll be sure to specify which platform you can find them on. For those who are unfamiliar with both Hoopla and Libby, they are free apps that you can access with your Milwaukee County Library card. Uh, You can use them on tablets, you can use them on smartphones, you can use them on your computer. Uh, And I'll go into a little bit of detail about what each of them does. So Libby allows you to check out both digital audiobooks and ebooks. It works more like the traditional library where there are a limited amount of digital copies for most titles. So sometimes you'll have to place materials on hold and wait for them like you might with a physical book. When the item is ready for you to check out you get an email and then you can download it to whatever device you're going to read or listen into it on they also have an always available section for materials um, that anybody can borrow at any time without having to wait for them hoopla on the other hand works more like a streaming service like netflix Uh, it allows you to check out books music movies and comic books due to the pandemic we've doubled everybody's checkout limit on hoopla so you can borrow up to eight titles during the month of april instead of the normal four Hoopla is also offering over a 1,000 titles this month that don't count as checkouts. Unlike Libby, there's no waiting for materials on Hoopla. You simply check the item out you want and then you start listening, reading, or watching it right away. We'll be sure to let you know when something we discuss is only available in the traditional physical format through the library. We understand that it's very frustrating right now because you can't put items on hold via County Cat, um, but our community and adult services librarian Haley has put together a handy guide on how to create lists on our website right now that you can read in the blog. And so if there's anything that sounds interesting to you that you wanna read from this podcast, you can always create a list in your County Cat account and refer to it later on when the library reopens and you can check the items out then. Uh, To see that list creating tutorial, go to shorewoodlibrary.org, which is our website. All right, so let's talk about what we've been reading. So what have you been reading, Nick?
1: Uh, I've been reading, uh, or I just recently read, a book called Utopia for Realists by Rutger Bregman. Uh, Rutger Bregman is a Dutch historian, uh, and uh, he got really interested in uh, a couple of historical concepts uh, and wanted to examine them further for for what we could do as things that we envision for our possible futures. And the three main areas that he focused on were... Uh, the uh, 15-hour workweek, universal basic income, and open borders. And so, uh, this book was actually really fascinating because it uh, it went over historical examples of where these different concepts have been tried, um, and when uh, they've been pushed for in various various ways, and how how successful um they were when they were experimented with and it is a, a really interesting really interesting read um and there were even some side chapters where they talked about other things like um i talked about something called bs jobs which i i thought was a really uh, a really interesting concept uh where especially relevant to what's going on now uh where so many people um so many brilliant people in the past they would focus on different things like curing disease or what have you. But a lot of people in our modern age are really kind of, all of their their intellectual power is being directed into finding ways to make more money through microtransactions and things like that. And um, it's really fascinating that how, how we've structured our economy has really kind of influenced where our brain power is going. So what made you pick up that book? Um, I actually uh, uh, happened to catch a clip of, of uh, Rucker Bergman on Trevor Noah and they, they showed a clip of him at the World Economic Forum and at this World Economic Forum he was supposed to be speaking about universal basic income and he was sitting before all, all of these all of these wealthy people and he decided to call them all out uh, he, uh, he Uh, prepared a speech in his hotel room before he uh, was scheduled to uh, to be interviewed about universal basic income and guy asks him the question and he just turns it right around and he's just like, you know, the real thing that we should be talking about is wealthy people paying more taxes. We should be talking about tax avoidance. And this made him very unpopular at the World Economic Forum. And I was like, this guy sounds really interesting. I want to read his book. (laughs)
0: It sounds interesting. So did you read it as a physical book or did you read it as a digital book?
1: I did read, read a physical copy. Okay.
0: So yeah, the library does own a physical copy of this book. As Nick said, it is called Utopia for Realists by Rutger Bregman. Uh, we do not, unfortunately, own it in a digital format, but you can add it to your list if you're interested in picking it up later on. Uh, So what I've been reading, or started reading right before the library closed and am in the process of finishing, is So You Want to Talk About Race by Eljuma Oluo. Um, I've been listening to it as an audiobook on Libby because it is narrated by one of my favorite narrators, Bonnie Turpin. And it is in the always available collection on Libby, which is stuff that you can check out whenever without having to put a hold on it. Uh, So this book is a New York Times bestseller and it addresses issues like uh privilege police brutality intersectionality microaggressions the black lives matter movement the n-word uh oluo considers herself a black person because that's how she appears to the outside world but her mother is actually white and her father is black Uh, so her biracial background has helped her bridge the divide between what white Americans and people of color are struggling with in terms of the complexities of race. Uh, This book is especially worthwhile for people who say that they don't see color or that they don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I feel like if you read this book or listen to it with an open mind and an open heart, you're bound to learn something. It is definitely not an easy read, especially in these times, but it is definitely an important read and something that honestly everybody in the United States should probably be reading. And she is very straightforward and funny and concise in her arguments and makes everything very accessible to the layperson and explains a lot of terms that we hear a lot about in the news or in discussions recently, like intersectionality, that, you know, most people might not know exactly what it means, and she breaks it down very well.
1: And how did you come across this book?
0: So I actually came across this book because I follow her on Twitter, and I had been hearing about it here and there um, because, like I said, it's a New York Times bestseller. So you know, as a librarian, it was kind of hard to not be on my radar. Um, and she actually ended up being the keynote speaker at the 2019 Wisconsin Library Association conference uh, that was held in the Wisconsin Dells, and I was actually there to present something. So I was very interested in seeing her speak, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to her keynote address. And a lot of people who were at that conference talked about how great her speak her speaking uh, was and her her you know ideas and so I decided that I should pick this book up especially when I saw that it was in the always available section of Libby and um, was like I said narrated by one of my favorite narrators.
1: Very good.
0: So I've also been reading um, to kind of balance all the heavy stuff going on. I've been reading a series of graphic novels called Maneaters. I also started this right before the pandemic um, closed everything down. So I read the first two volumes and now I have the third volume here in front of me to read. Um, And Maneaters is a graphic novel, like I said, by Chelsea Kane. Um, It is a graphic novel about teen girls who live in an alternate reality where... Um, when they go through puberty and start menstruating, they become panthers. And so the government is you know, dismayed by this because the panthers are attacking people and killing people. And so they put estrogen in the water supply and they put estrogen into all sorts of things to keep girls from menstruating in order to keep them from turning into panthers. Um, there is a lot of humor in, and satire in these books. Um, like for example, here I've got the third volume in front of me, and there are all these really cool ads throughout them that look like magazine ads that you would see, you know, like in in a teen magazine or just any kind of magazine. The things that were sold. Uh, so there's this one for Estrocalm by Pharmestro, and it is a drug for if you're feeling anxious, restless, or afraid. It says, for the treatment of anxiety, stress, depression, sleeplessness, and related symptoms due to fear of cats, girls, menstruation, toxoplasmosis, and shifts in the world equilibrium. So it's got a lot of like really interesting ads like that. Um, It also has a lot of content written by teens themselves. There are different poems and haikus in each of the trade paperbacks that were written by teens. And the author, Chelsea Kane, talks about kind of how she got these girls involved and and what they've contributed. Um, She also has a lot of corgis in her graphic novels because I am assuming she is a corgi lover I mean I also read her, her series Mockingbird and, and there are a lot of corgis in Mockingbird as well so if you like corgis you should check this out. Um, it reads a lot like Paper Girls or Lumberjanes if you're into those um, it is I think you know, something that would be easy for um, for like a middle schooler and up to understand because um, it's you know it's kind of a coming of age thing um, and the all the main characters are, are middle school girls uh, it also has some really cool things in each of the trade paperbacks uh, that are separate issues of the comic that Chelsea King created that are things like handbook for the revolution or there's one in I think the second volume that is like an entire magazine that looks like a teen magazine so yeah it's it's really interesting it's really fun it's it's different and it's something to just kind of you know escape reality
1: right now very good and this segment was brought to you by estracom (laughs) so what are you planning on reading next nick um i'm actually uh uh, revisiting the beastie boys book i had uh, taken the beastie boys book out a while ago and got 300 pages in but this is a monster length book I am a big fan of reading about music history, and the Beastie Boys book is, is uh, written by uh, uh, Michael Diamond and uh, uh, Adam Horowitz, and uh, the two surviving members of the Beastie Boys. And they break down um, each period of their history, uh, they do it in a series of anecdotes, and the anecdotes are all two to three pages long. So it's a really, really quick read. And the stories are just incredibly funny. Um, and so I'm really excited to, to get back into, uh, into completing this book. Uh, but I also, uh, inspired by uh, Lisa talking about Libby, I looked up and uh, the Beastie Boys book is available on Libby as well. And uh, it... Uh, the audiobook version is narrated by uh, Tina Fey and Jon Stewart and Amy Poehler and um, Chuck D and a bunch of uh, really interesting uh, voices that uh, could really bring a lot of life to it. I'm excited to check that out. Cool.
0: Um, also, side note, uh, I forgot to mention that Maneaters, unfortunately, is only available in physical form at the library. It's not available digitally. So that one is another one that you will have to add to your list if you're interested in reading it. Right, so besides Maneaters um, I've got a bunch of books that I'm, I've am i been looking at reading next. Uh, I've got Look Both Ways here by Jason Reynolds which is a children book. It is uh, tale told in 10 blocks and I'm going to read a little bit from the jacket here. So it says in Look Both Ways Jason Reynolds weaves 10 tales one per block about what happens after the dismissal bell rings into one wickedly funny piercing and poignant look at detours we face on the walk home and in life. Um, I've really enjoyed all of Jason Reynolds books so I'm looking forward to reading this one looks like a quick read it looks like something that should be fun um it's been on my list for a while because i uh have read a lot of his teen books but haven't really read any of his children's books yet um i also have docile here and this one is a book that i picked up because uh it just sounded really interesting i ordered the science fiction at the library and when i read the the reviews for this it sounded like something that I would I would enjoy. Uh, it is by K.M. Spira. It is an alternate near future tale in which people inde- are indentured servants to wealthy people. I actually watched an interview with K.M. Spira and the Hugo award-winning author N.K. Jameson last weekend. And after watching that interview, I really think that this is gonna be the next thing that I read because it sounded like it brings up a lot of interesting questions about how capitalism works in how you know it could potentially go bad uh, with everybody being in debt and then finally I also have such a fun age on my docket by Kylie Reed. Uh, so this book I actually picked up because it was going to be a Boswell books book talk book Um, she was supposed to come and speak at Boswell's and it sounded really interesting i saw on goodreads that it said it was a striking and surprising debut novel from an auxiliary new voice such a fun age is a page-turning and big-hearted story about race privilege and set around a young black babysitter her well-intentioned employer and a surprising connection that threatens to undo them both so this book just sounded just sounded very interesting to me and the author's a debut author and she's been getting a lot of praise from various sources so i I'm hoping to read this one too for next week. All right, so let's talk about our virtual events. We'll be adding virtual events to the calendar on our website as it comes up, so be sure to check out our calendar at uh, shorewoodlibrary.org. And so far, the one that we have scheduled regularly is the virtual art cart on Wednesdays. Starting April 8th, Miss Susan will be posting simple art projects that you might be able to do at home with common household materials. Uh, We'll be posting the instructions to those art projects both on the website and on social media, so be sure to check both. We'll also occasionally be posting things to social media, like the book talk that I discussed um, that I saw with N.K. Jameson and K.M. Spira. And... uh, there was also a, a poetry reading that happened at Woodland Pattern last weekend. So anything that we see that comes up that is a virtual literary event, we will most likely be posting to our social media if it is a free event or something that is a pay what you can event, which is what the uh, the Woodland Pattern event was. So keep an eye out on our social media and our website for that. Also, we will be, we are all currently looking into other things that we can offer. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out. All right.
1: I believe we're on to frequently asked questions.
0: Yes. So.
1: So the first question that's been coming up a lot is when will the library reopen?
0: So our tentative reopening date right now is May 24th. Originally it was April 13th, but we had to push it back because, you know, as we all know, the governor issued an order that everything should be closed and there should be no more, no gatherings larger than 10 people until the end of April. So. This state, like I said, is tentative. It could still change. It all depends on how everything plays out with the coronavirus here in Wisconsin.
1: And are the book drops open?
0: Yes, the book drops are open. Uh, feel free to drop off materials if you want to get them out of your house. Uh, staff are stopping by periodically to empty the book drops, so no need to worry about them getting too full. So yeah, just be sure to, you know, if you, if you want to get rid of something, you can throw it in there. But if you still want to look at it or read it or watch it or whatever, Uh, You can hang on to it for now.
1: Can we do uh, curbside pickup?
0: Unfortunately, we cannot do curbside pickup due to the governor's order. Uh, If you read the governor's order, he's issued a, a statement saying that libraries cannot offer curbside pickup for fears of the coronavirus being passed to people via materials so we are not doing curbside pickup at this time and most likely we will not be doing it until the quarantine is over when the library opens there won't be curbside pickup you know we'll just be able to go back to the library hopefully
1: all right so what if i forgot my pin or my library card has expired?
0: All right, that is a good question. So if your library card is expired or you forgot your pin, you can call the McFliss helpline. MCFLIS is the Milwaukee County Federated Library System. You can call them at 414-286-3520 or you can email them at helpdesk at mcflismcfls.org. And you'll likely get to talk to our very own Kate.
1: And what if I don't have a library card?
0: So if you don't have a library card yet uh, and you live in Milwaukee County, you can get a digital card. And the digital card will give you access to our digital resources like Libby and Hoopla and also RB Digital, which is our digital magazines. And it'll also give you access to all of our databases like ancestry.com and Mango, which is a database that you can learn languages from and encyclopedias and all sorts of things. Once we reopen, you would need to apply for an actual regular library card. But until then, this will give you access to everything the library is offering.
1: Very good. I checked out a bunch of things before you closed. What do they do back?
0: Okay, so the tentative new due date uh, is June 1st. Originally, we had said May 1st, but we have pushed that back due to the pushback of our opening date. So the date now is June 1st. If you open your County Cat account, you should be able to see that all of your items should now say June 1st. All right. Well, if you have any other questions or suggestions on ways for us to better connect, email us at shorewood at mcfliss.org. Once again, that's shorewood at mcfls.org for Milwaukee County Federated Library System. Tune in next week to hear more library news and learn about what we've been reading. Uh, until then, thanks for listening and be well. Stacks is produced by Lisa Quintero and Nick Barron with music by Kevin McLeod. The title of this song is Ice Flow and can be found on Incompetech.com.